You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm joined on the line by Tom Hiscott, of course, the author of the bulletin and the Western League column in the non-league paper. Now, we are at episode seven, and uh, we will be talking about the FA Vars. It's very much an FA Vars weekend, uh, so that's the fixtures of Saturday the 9th of September. And before we get to that, of course, uh, I must welcome my uh, my partner in crime. It's Tom Hiscott. Tom, um, lovely to hear from you as always. Did you have a pleasant weekend? Yeah, thanks for the welcome. Yeah, not too bad, actually, yourself? Uh, not bad at all. I was uh, I, on Saturday. Uh, I attended a christening in Portsmouth, and um, where I became a godfather. And uh, so, so with that, with, with with that in mind, I would like to welcome Josh Worley to the Toolstation Western League family, because of course you can't um, you can't involve me in such a, an important duty without me. Uh, my first duty being to ingratiate young Josh into the wonders of Western League football. We'll move into the fixtures, some of the big games for the week commencing Monday the 4th of September, and they don't get much bigger than this. Um, My hometown side, Melksham, of course, massive crowds as always, nearly 300 at Oakfields. Uh, They took on Bitten. Bitten, of course, if you remember, Tom, were one of the teams I fancied at the beginning of this season, and um, with good reason, it would appear. Yeah, a really good win here. Um, 2-0 away at Melksham, and uh, all the more impressive considering they had a man sent off quite late on. Uh, with 15 minutes remaining of that, Joe McLennan, uh, two yellow cards, uh, bitten down to 10 men. But incredibly, even though it was 0-0 at the time, they pushed on and, and grabbed the win with uh, a pair of gold on the break uh, from Josh Morgan-Williams and Tom Knighton grabbing them a, a 2-0 win. Well, we'll move into Tuesday, the fifth of September, and some really big games in the Premier Division. And we start with um, one of our one of the sides that we love to talk about is Bridgewater Town. Yeah, and Bridgewater Town. Uh, there were three 0 victors uh, over Hallam. Uh, goals from Sid Camper, Jake Llewellyn, and uh, Jake Burrows, uh, all getting on the score sheet for them. Now, um, there was something of a um, of a of a massacre that went on at Longwell Green Sports, and it was Cribs who were um, who were the victors. Yeah, um, 9-0 away from home, obviously longer, long while we're in struggling uh, at the bottom and letting in a fair few goals, but uh, Cribs, uh, Hickman for nine, uh, Nathan Legg and uh, Den Dowdle each completed hat-tricks uh, for the, the visitors, uh, Charlie Alden uh, added two goals um, with Dave Truen also uh, notching a header uh, in, a, in a very one-sided affair there. And another crowd of 132 saw the game between Street and Wellington. Yeah, and it was Street who edged to a, a victory, a 2-1 win at, at the time of the ground, and it was goals from uh, the usual suspects, uh, Craig Herrod and uh, Steve Murray getting on the score sheet. Now, we're going to move into Wednesday now, the 16th, uh, the 16th, we're going to move to Wednesday the 6th of September, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll just, we'll have, a, we'll have a quick skip over the, uh, uh, the Premier Division, and now we'll have a little look into the First Division, because Welton Rovers travelled to Sherbourne Town. Yeah, and it was goals in the opening 10 minutes from uh, Francois Allen and uh, Tom Smith, who set well, well on their way. Uh, a 4-0 win in the end, uh, with goals later in the piece uh, from Alex Chapman. He scored twice in a 4-0 win away at um, Shirtbourne. We'll move into the real um, meat and drink of this week's podcast, which is the first qualifying round of the FA Vars. And we begin with a trip to St Austell for Bishop's Lydiard. Yeah, and uh, it didn't go too well, uh, unfortunately. A 9-1 uh, defeat down there for, for Bishop's Lydiard and obviously their very concentration will have to, 
to go back to the league and uh, not, not, not the FA Vars this season, unfortunately for them. Yeah, Bishop's bashed. There's mm. your uh, there's your headline. There's your, there's your tabloid headline for you. Um, Clevedon Town against... Uh, they travelled to Almondsbury and that was an all-Western League affair. Yeah, an entertaining one it was too. Uh, Clevedon left it very late before uh, claiming their place in the next round. Uh, they did go ahead in the 31st minute through Dane O'Connor uh, before Almondsbury got back on level terms. Uh, in uh, injury time in the first half uh, through Jack Dempsey, who scored a free kick. Uh, it looked to be going to extra time, uh, Waddle uh, going into the 90th minute, but then Cleveland managed to nick it with Kane Gazard uh, popping up in, in the 91st minute and they, they go through to the second qualifying round. <coughs> now, Ashton and Backwell, they took on the beautifully named Godolphin mm. Athletic. Indeed, and unfortunately for Godolphin uh, and their lovely name, they won't be taking part in this competition much longer. Uh, because Ashton and Backwell, uh, who won in the midweek in the league as well, uh, claimed a 2-1 win on Saturday. Uh, and they're through to the next round, thanks to goals from Aaron Allen and Sol Shearer. So, Bitten, they were at home. Much fancied Bitten, of course. They were at home to Brislington, but it didn't do them any good. No. Uh, they were ahead, 1-0, um, and looking, looking pretty good. But Brislington fought back, and it was uh, a pair of free kicks from Nikhil Plummer, uh, who uh, it was, it was created, pivotal, proved pivotal in this uh, win for Brislington, a 3-1 win away from home. Bridport, Cup Specialists, of course, they were at home to Wincanton Town. Cup Specialists, uh, they may be, but uh, unfortunately the big crowd that turned out uh, didn't see them progress uh, any further. Uh, Wincanton were at the races this week, and it was goals from Tom Morris and Dan Wise uh, who gave them a 2-1 win. Cabri Heath, they triumphed in a St Blasey of glory. <laughs> and it was goals uh, after the break for them, uh, a 3-1 win. Uh, Sasha Tong, who's doing really well this season. Matt Huxley, obviously a big goal scorer, uh, I think the leading scorer last year in the leagues. And uh, Simon McElroy, uh, a 3-1 win for Cadbury over the uh, Southwest Peninsula League side. Now, this next fixture has a little bit of a derby feel about it. Cheddar, they were at home to Radstock Town. Yeah, an all-first division uh, affair. And it was Radstock who claimed the, uh, the win, a 3-1 win away from home, so another 3-1 for one of our sides. Uh, and it was goals from Morgan Skip, James Russell and Jack Wickham who uh, have booked them spot in the next round uh, at, the, at the expense of Cheddar. Now, Westbury United, they made the trip to Cove. Yeah, doing well in the league, obviously top of the, top of the first division, and they've taken that form through into the cup. Uh, a 3-0 win away at Cove. Uh, it was a brace from Mark Robinson, plus a late strike from Jamie Jordan, uh, and seeing uh, Westbury through to the next round. Well, I'm delighted to welcome Neil Kirkpatrick, the manager of Westbury United, to the Toolstation Western League podcast. Uh, Neil, we're going to have a little chat about your, uh, your fantastic league form uh, in a minute, but I want to start off by talking about your FA Vars game that happened on, on Saturday. You were away at Cove, and you had a fantastic result, didn't you? We did, although um, I was on holiday, actually, so I missed the game, but from what I can understand... We were dominant from first whistle to last, really, and it should have been a lot more comfortable. Well, so. couldn't get much more comfortable than 3-0. Did you know much um, about Cove before the game? Only that they were combined counties league and, you know, just what you can find out online, really. So very little, to be honest. Well, you, your boys still um, still did the job. And, um, I mean, have you targeted the, the Vars this season? Is that a competition that, that you want to do well in? Yeah, I've always, I mean, the Vars is a great competition um, and there's, you know, you come up, it's nice to go and play against different sides, you know, for instance, we've got Christchurch in the next round, which will be a big test because they're top of the Wessex League, Um, so yeah, it's really nice to go and play against different teams in different, you know, different places. 
you're back to uh, league action um, this evening. Um, you, yes. You make the trip to uh, to Wing Canton. Do you think your boys are going to be at the races tonight? This is where I have a little moan, actually, because I think the fixture schedule's been pretty cruel to us in terms of the amount of games that we're having and other teams aren't having. And, you know, we're playing, we've played every midweek since the start of the season. And we've got quite a number of injuries where lads, they're just not getting the time to recover, where if you had every other midweek, it would be better and would give us a bit more time. So I don't want to come across as, um, you know, being a moaner, you know, and if we were losing, it would sound like sour grapes. But whilst we haven't lost, it's probably a good time to have a little whinge. (laughs) But yeah, if we play well, you know, we should should do okay. But Wincanton, they've had a really good run. Uh, it's the same. I think every game in this division is tough. If, you, if you're not at it, you will lose. As simple as. Well, you've got two more games on the road after that, haven't you? You're yep. away yep. at Chard on Saturday, and then next week you've got the small matter of a Wiltshire derby against Devizes Town. Absolutely. So it's yeah, it's it's going to be a test for the squad. You know, we just we just take one game at a time. It's the same old you know boring um, analogies that it's one game at a time very much so you know we've we've had an unbeaten run we're not silly enough to know that it will come to an end at some stage but hopefully not yet the next time you play at Meadow Lane you'll be up against none other than Bristol Telephones now for us Western League watchers that uh, you know enjoy uh, enjoy these things Bristol Telephones are of course are a very interesting side because they're new to the division but they've taken the division by storm do, do you uh, was that a surprise to you? Um, not overly surprising purely because I think they've got the momentum you know Gloucester County League is a good league you know they, we know they've they've kept the nucleus of their squad and they've added to it. But again, it's one we're you know we were looking forward to playing a different side and it looks like they've got a great setup over there. They look like they're a really well-run club and so yeah, you know it's it's it's, it's all uh, what's the word? It's you know we're on a journey really and who knows how far it's going to take us. Well, that is a lovely little segue into my next question because, of course, every side, every fans, every board of directors um, will have aspirations um, for this season as manager. That's very much your job to set those expectations. What what targets, if any, did you set your side at the beginning of this season? Before I say that, I'm joint manager as well with my son, Joe. Um, Not sure if you're aware of that. I wasn't. That is a beautiful thing, if I may say. Yeah, as I say, I was, I've been out of it for five years since I left Larkhall and I was quite happy playing golf and he's the one that's roped me back into it. Um, but Joe obviously plays, so I do the bit on the sideline with um, Barry Crease and Luke Smith. Does that give you a conflict of interest if, you, if your son's not playing well? I mean, normally, of course, you'd be able to, put, you know, you'd be able to bring him off and uh, give, him a, give him a rollicking, but if he's the joint manager, that's, that's a slightly harder decision to make, isn't it? No, to be fair... One thing he 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 will quite often make a call while he's out there anyway, and say, you know, take me off or take so and so off. And although we're obviously on the line making decisions as well, um, but he's he knows I'll treat him exactly the same as the rest of the squad. And you know, he has to play well to merit the shirt. And in fact, while I was on holiday, he left himself out for three games um, to be on the sideline. I've just got visions now of me being a football manager with my dad. That would be yeah. <laughs> we could we, we we could barely play in the same Portsmouth League table tennis side together. But 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 that's a story for another time. Anyway, <laughs> back to the expectations. Yeah, you're, you're going um, very well in. You're going very well this season. I can't believe that you didn't. Uh, that you're not an ambitious manager. 
No, absolutely. And we brought, I mean, we had a good, when we took over at the end of February, we sort of turned the side around a little bit. And it was with the lads that were already there. We brought one or two in. Um, so we, we've changed the mentality. And we've added to that probably four or five lads in the summer. Um, I'll be totally honest, we want to win it. Of course we do. But every team wants to win it. I think, realistically, we've got to say, you know, to get an FA Cup slot, so is it the top five? Would be, you know, I'd be very, very disappointed if we're not in top five. Um, but yeah, of course we want to win it. Um, it's, you know, but it's a tough, tough division. And I'm sure telephones, Kane, Sherm, I mean, everybody's been building us up. Yeah, we finished 12th last year, you know, Canesham was third last year, so they're going to go on and push on. As I say, Telephones have taken it by storm. Ladstock and Oldland we played was strong. Malmesbury did great against us. And people seem to be raising their game against us because a lot of people have been bigging us up for, you know, for no real reason, really. <laughs> Well, I mean, I suppose one of the, the, the real issues is staying power, isn't it? A lot, yeah. We see a lot of sides, particularly those who've recruited well in the in the summer, um, if they can get off to a good start, then people, they're, they're ones to watch. But, you know, if the first division in the Western League teaches us anything, it's the story of, you know, Hengrove, who, um, who yeah. came from a long way back last season and, yeah. and mounted a challenge. I mean, you've, you've mentioned um, some of the... Uh, well, in fairness to you, you've mentioned all, all of the sides that you you expect to be there and uh, there and thereabouts or is there another team out there that you think could be causing a few upsets this season as I say I think if you're not at it you'll, you'll lose um, you know I, again I missed the Roman Glass game but the lads you know the lads were saying that you know that was a real tough game Almondsbury I missed that we drew it obviously Chippenham Park I didn't mention and you know they've been on a really long unbeaten run I think um, so it, it is it's, it's a really good division this year as I say you've got no right to win anything we know that Um we're still, I think, work in progress. You know, we know where we want to go, but it takes time. Well, Neil, um, thank you very much for your time today for this uh, week's podcast. I have been able to visit your ground um, a couple of times um, with my uh, with my family, and um, it's a very pleasant um, setup you've got down there. So I thoroughly recommend it for those Wiltshire football watchers. It's uh, it's a lovely place to go and watch football and um, and Western League football. And really, if you can carry on um, the way that you've gone so far this season, then you'll be watching winning football. I'm going to ask you one last question because it's something that I, I enjoy. <clears throat> having a bit of a joke about with uh, with Tom on the podcast, and that is, when is it reasonable to start looking at league tables? Because at the moment, you're sat at the very top, and I would have thought that the, the urge to, to have a good look at the first division table would be overwhelming, wouldn't it? It is, but as I say, Canesham have only played six games, telephones seven, whereas we're, we'll have had ten games after tonight. I mean, by the end of September, I think we've played... You know, 17, 18, getting towards half of our games, which I, th- I still think is madness. But yeah, you look at the tables. If by, I think by the end of September, you'll you'll you should have a, a picture. And it's it's all about consistency for me. You just got to be. You know, you said about Hengrove, and that's it's just purely down to being consistent. Calm Town, they had a bit of a summer excursion to the Isle of Wight, where they took on East Cows Athletic. Yeah, another another win for for our side away from home. Uh, Stuart Windsor scoring scoring twice to calm. Um, Billy Glee, who seems to score most Saturdays now, uh, he got one too, and it was a a three one win for Calm Town. Malmesbury Athletic against Chippenham uh, against Chipping Sudbury Town. That's another all Western League affair. Yeah, and 
probably the most entertaining game of the of, of, of the day in the Vars, uh, involving our sides. Uh, a 5-3 win after extra time eventually for uh, Malmesbury. Uh, and it was two goals from George Box uh, and uh, a strike from Justin Bishop had actually put Chipping Sodbury 3-1 ahead just after the break. But uh, Malmesbury managed to, to get back on level terms through Josh Russell and Scott Reynolds uh, taking it to extra time. Uh, Matty Jenkins fired them into their first lead of the, the afternoon, 4-3 uh, up in extra time, obviously. Uh, and then Jeff Cobbery did have a penalty uh, with Box um, given the opportunity to complete his hat trick, but that that didn't didn't occur. And Adam Clatworthy made a made a great save for for Malmesbury to keep it at four three. Uh, and then the man of the match, Josh Hughes, uh, wrapped up the win uh, for the Vicks late on, and five three they they march on to the next round. Big crowd there, plenty of action as well. So uh, congratulations to to Malmesbury. Chippenham Park, they yeah. travelled to Pusey Vale. Yeah, I'm not sure where Pusey Vale are, but they're, they're out of the cup, that's for sure. Uh, a Chippenham Park win. Um, not doing extraordinarily well at the moment. Obviously, uh, a bit of a slow slow patch recently, but uh, their unbeaten run continues, and it was a 2 0 win uh, away from home with Lewis McCarran scoring twice for, for Park. Now, Plymouth Parkway has the feel of a railway station about it, but uh, if that is indeed the case, it won't, be, it won't be a place that Sherbourne Town will be stopping at again. No, they came off the rails, unfortunately. A 4-1 loss uh, for Sherbourne away at Plymouth Parkway, um, and uh, Sherbourne uh, no longer in the, in the base this season. And now the Glass, Roman Glass and George, they were at home to Elberton Villa. Yeah, another one that went to fresh time, and uh, fortunately for our for our fans, Roman Glass and George prevailed a 2 0 win at home to Elberton Villa. Uh, goals from Ken Oney and Joe Swift uh, in the in the added period at the end there, uh, claiming them a, a 2 0 win and a passage through to the second qualifying round. Uh, Warminster Town, they were at home to Folland Sports. Yeah, and uh, Weymouth Street, obviously, and uh, that was a, a good win for, for Warminster, a 3 1 win at home. Uh, Charlie Walton scoring twice, uh, and Lewis, sorry, Liam Gibbons also adding one, uh, a win over Folland Sports. Now, Wellington, last week, I think we had a chat about Wellington. They've not been in the greatest of form after their promotion last season, but they returned to winning ways against Wells City. Yeah, finally a, a home game for Wellington and finally a win. Uh, a 3-1 win at home to Wells City. Uh, Glenn Wright uh, scoring twice um, either side of a header from uh, Jane, Joe Chamberlain uh, and sending Wellington through to the next round. A 3-1 win at home to Wells. Now, of course, we talked about Welton Rovers. They had a very good win in the week, but they couldn't follow it up at home to Willen Rovers. No, a close affair um, between our sides. Um, it was 1-0 to, to Willen eventually. A 26-minute uh, chip from Luke Mortimer, um, helping them through and uh, ending, ending Welton's run this season. Now, just in case there's any Longwell Green fans out there feeling a little bit sore about their defeat to the hands of Cribs, they don't need to feel that bad because um, Cribs managed to score nine... Again in the Vars. For the second time in nine, uh, five days, sorry, not nine days, five days, Cribs have scored nine, incredible, yeah. Um, Witheridge were at the, uh, the hand of this beating, um, and it was another away win as well, which makes it all the more remarkable. Uh, Charlie Alden, obviously two in the week, uh, he bagged a hat-trick. Uh, Nathan Legg and Ben Dowdle, I think they each got hat-tricks in midweek, they ended up with two uh, on, on Saturday. And, um, yeah, quite incredible. Um, massive plaudits go to Cribs and, and their front line at the moment. 18 goals in, in the space of uh, just over 100 hours. Um, rather, rather incredible. Withering at Witheridge. There you go. Now then, Tom, that doesn't quite conclude um, the matches that our teams are involved in in the Vars. We've, there are a few more out there as well, aren't there? Yeah, indeed. Uh, Devizes Town... Um, 
Kenshin Town, Caution Town and Haven, uh, they, they all took part obviously, but uh, suffered defeats away from home um, and, and they no longer are in the bars. All quite long, long trips, many down to the sort of uh, Plymouth Way, so um, yeah, unfortunate for them, but uh, obviously they can concentrate on um, and League Matters. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock. Hit this button. Thanks, hand. And it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. So we'll move into the Premier Division and a mouth-watering tie at Bradford Town. Two of the sides that we love to talk about on the podcast every week. Bradford Town and Odd Down. Yeah, and an entertaining fair, um, and it was. And Odd Down obviously um, doing quite well at the moment, and they did go ahead just after the hour mark, so it was uh, goalless for quite a while, but Kai Simpson uh, managed to push them ahead, and it looked like they were going to hold on for the, the three points, but unfortunately for them... Uh, their own goal um, managed to manage to salvage a point for Bradford really late on, uh, and they could have a share of the points. Now, after that mauling at the hands of Cribs, Longwell Green Sports, I think, managed to acquit themselves pretty well against the uh, the rampant Buckland. They did. Now, obviously, top v bottom this one, and Longwell Green did actually manage to get their first goal of the season, which obviously is a little bit of a little bit of a, a happy story for them. But it was a four-one defeat, uh, as we say. Um, Buckland um, goals from Lloyd Gardner, Chris Wright, um, and helping them to the to the win. Moving on to arguably the the biggest game in the Premier Division over the um, uh, over the weekend. Certainly the biggest in terms of the number of people watching. Uh, Melksham Town entertained Street. We talk we talked an awful lot about these two sides last season. We talked an awful lot about these two sides in the build up to this season's campaign. Huge crowd, three hundred and twenty six at Oakfields. Um, for this game, Tom, and uh, they saw plenty of goals, didn't they? Yeah, a little bit of a thriller down there, uh, a three-all draw, uh, six-goal thriller, and uh, it was Street who made the fastest start going ahead quite early for Harry Foster, uh, but Malcolm soon soon hit their straps, uh, and it was goals from Joe Stradling and Dan Demkiv to put them ahead at the break. Um, Demkiv then added another just after the hour mark um, to put them 3-1 up and probably... Uh, looking like uh, good bets to, to win, but Street managed to fight back and put, put their own comeback uh, in. And uh, goals from David O'Hare and Steve Murray, obviously, who saw in midweek, uh, managed to salvage a 3 all draw uh, in front of a really impressive 326 crowd there at, at the Oakfield. I'm delighted to welcome Kieran Baggs to the uh, Toolstation Westernly podcast. Kieran, it's your first interview. You are, of course, the Melksham Town uh, manager. And welcome um, to the podcast. And uh, this is your first role as a manager, isn't it? Uh, actually, it's my second. I was um, I was manager of Trowbridge Town two years ago when we won the, the uh, Wiltshire Prem. And um, after that, Darren and Dave come and approached me and asked me to come in as number two, which I'd done last season. The idea and the plan was to do it for maybe two or three years, but changed around the club last year. Um, well, the offer was there to come in this year. It was a little bit sooner than expected, but one that I've relished and, um, and hopefully uh, one that can be a successful one. 
we're sat here in Oakfield so it's a beautiful surroundings it's a great setup um, at any level of non-league football but of course you've inherited um, um, this mantle from Darren Perrin who's still here as chairman um, how, how's that been how's that been to work um, you know it's this I suppose it's the archetypal Alex Ferguson goes upstairs and, yeah, yeah. and you don't want to be David Moyes want, you definitely don't want to be David Moyes I mean the um, the thing that that Derv's great is like how much he loves Melksham Town you know like he's still here he, he's full time at the football club and since the since the moment I took over he's been he's been so helpful with like preparing um, training and making sure the kit's done and everything that you can imagine that you needed needed doing he takes care of and having worked under him for the whole year last year um, and just to go to him to, to speak about team selection or players or any questions that you think that that you might have a yes or no answer to, you can go to him and he'll give you his opinion. And he still lets you make your your own decision on it. And he said that, but this is what I would do, and he's, he'll give you his opinion. And and that and that's been great. And the best thing about him is he wants Melcham to do well, no matter what. You know, him going upstairs is there's been there's been no sort of change over that. He doesn't want to see the team do well. He's come in and watched all the games as a fan as well. And um, yeah, the, the transition's been smooth sooner than both of us would have liked. I'm I'm sure. I'm probably sure that he would have lo- loved to have stayed on and managed for another season, if not two. And I probably would have liked to have learned a bit more over the over the next couple of years. But it is what it is now, and uh, we're doing our best to, to make it work. Obviously, the ambition of the club is clear because of the the great facilities here, and because of the massive support that you get, support yeah. that would rival many Southern League sides in fantasy, and probably a fair few in the in the yeah. National League as, no. as well. But given that this is slightly premature in terms of your promotion what are the expectations for you as manager um, here this season the, the the fan base is is crazy that's like the big the biggest thing that you don't really notice until you are the manager like on my first pre-season game you know you go upstairs and, and you meet and shake hands with 150 people like all, all at once and go around and and that's been that's been an amazing thing to experience in, ter- in terms of expectations from the club, I think with it being a transitional year, we all sat down and said that you know it's going to take time for it for it to gel. We, we we did hit the ground running, and we're going for a little bit of a sticky spot now with 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 squad selection and players out and injuries like that. But I think once September's out the way and we get closer to Christmas, we'll have an idea of where we are. We sat down and said top five would be would be a, a realistic ambition for us. If other things happen in cup runs, vases, you know, and and we start picking up a good run in the league, then then who knows? I think it's more of a bit of a free swipe this year, and to see where we are. The Southern League is is the aim, as as Darren has, has said in, in numerous interviews, and I'm I'm fully on board with that. But I think we're both aware, and the committee as well, that, that it might take it might take a season to see where we're at. With Melksham, as I was saying to you off air, that. You've got to you've got to go into the reserves. You've got to go into your 18s. The budget doesn't quite match up with the the Bittens and the Clevedons and the Bucklands that are, that are throwing good money around. We have got to use the Melton philosophy, philosophy of local lads giving youth a chance and mixing them with some good experience that lads have been here for, for, for this long long time under under Darren that it's been. So, you know, like I said, the expectation would be top five, but I'm hoping for more. Um, one of the reasons why I really wanted to speak to you now is because you've played so many of the top sides already early in the season uh, in the Premier Division and one of the things that I suppose adds a little bit of spice to your uh, job this season is the fact that this isn't just a big job for you coming in a little bit earlier than anticipated but actually you're still in a division which um, we know was dominated by Bristol Manor Farm last season but some of the other big boys the big hitters still very much around Street and Buckland Athletic you've played them already yeah. uh, 
now you've had good results against them already, but um, but it's a very it's going to be a very competitive season this season, isn't it? I think um, having played last season and under Darren as number two, to look at there was probably three teams last year. It was. Bristol Manor Farm and then us and Street and that was really the big three that were playing for it all, all season last season this season you look at Bitten have invested mm. Clevedon Bradford Town are very very strong this season you've got Buckland Willand and and of course ourselves so you're looking around and you're thinking that anyone can take points off anyone. I mean, you've got Bridgewater who have started slowly but again are a, are a Southern League team that have come down. So it, it's up it's up for grabs. You know, points can be won and lost all over the place. And to play the to play the top teams, as it were, we've played Odd Down, we've played um, Buckland and, and Street already. You know, to test them out early, it can be a good thing, it can be a, it can be a bad thing. For us, having so many big games all at once, maybe with the squad's been a little bit stretched, but, you know, you, you can almost think that those games are now done and you can sort of have a look at what else needs to be done and we can put a good run together. So we drew both the games against um, Buckland and Street. Both went ahead and conceded goals late on, but like I said, the squad's been stretched and the, and the younger lads have had to come in. They've done brilliantly. Um, and hopefully now when players starting to come back from injuries and being away on holiday and work commitments and things like that we can we can start getting the squad back together and building on that um, it was a disappointing game uh, last Monday against uh, against Bitten you know it's a game that I felt that we dominated without really creating too many chances and probably the young lads that were playing it was a little bit of a, a naive a naive thing to do in the 88th minute you know at nil-nil to, to be pushing on for the, for the winner and we got caught on the break so like I said it, 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 it's something that is a good thing and a bad thing but I Every game I, I'm taking charge of now, I'm learning something about myself and the, and the players and, and the club as a whole. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about that game against Street because really, for the early season, that was one of the games I really had sort of penciled in. Uh, fantastic. Not just because you did so well last season, but of course because Street finished so strongly. Richard Fay, I've, inter- I've had the pleasure of interviewing him on a number of occasions, yeah. so I know he's a great thinker on the game, particularly well-established and successful uh, in the Western League. Um, but that was an interesting challenge for you, not just because um, Street desperate for points in a way yeah. because their form's been a bit patchy to start off with, but also I know you had... Um, some um, some selection headaches as well, didn't you? Yes, I mean I'm 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 sure Fair and and the rest of the, the rest of the guys have got the same problems with people being away. It's the standard that we play at. People working in, in holidays and, and other commitments, you know, it's just part and parcel of it. But I'm, I imagine um, when Fair seen the seen the team sheet that we had, that he would have been going for the three points. I mean, it was a great game for the neutrals if you're up here watching three all some real feisty challenges. You know, it was a good spirited game, and I caught up with Fair after, and he was disappointed not to have the three points um, I would have taken a point before the game but being 3-1 up uh, with like 15-20 minutes to go to concede two goals and to draw it back up to three all was, was disappointing but I repeat myself again I would have bit, bit your hand off for a point in, in such a big game early on the season with such a depleted squad so Well you're back in action tonight it's one of the interesting things isn't it about the fixture gods throw up an awful lot of fixtures early season and that's because we're all expecting the sort of the you know winter is coming um, to coin a phrase um, but um, hopefully the, you know, the weather will be, will be decent in, the, in, in and around Christmas but we've got a lot of fixtures coming up for the Confast now so Brislington away tonight um, what sort of side are you able to take there? Um, Brislington away tonight um, you know, you can you can thank the fixture gods, as you said, for for how many we're getting so quick. But it's just what it is. We know we knew what we were going into, and it's just one of those things that we have to deal with. Again, you're you're looking at probably seven or eight key players away for us tonight. Um, 
Gary Higdon is is under the weather, so he won't be travelling this evening. Mike Perrett's on holiday. Dave Thompson and Luke Ballinger both still out injured. So again, you're you're, you're looking around for the lads that are going to be available midweek away in, in Bristol. So you know we're going to go there with um, with no with with no real right to think that we can win, and we have to turn up and, and do a professional performance. But the other teams that have played Brisbane so far that are looking for promotion, then. I think that you have to go there looking to win the, win the game of football and and hopefully you know get that win and lead us on to to a big game on Saturday against Willand. Yeah, that is going to be a tough test, isn't it? But um, an, another top side coming here, and um, hopefully, if you can get a positive result tonight, you'll be looking to build on that here on Saturday. I mean, if if, if all things go well, well this evening and we and we win, then we're back up to to second, dependent on the other the results, and then you you go into you go into Saturday with a chance of of getting right back in the mix to to get pole pole position going into going into the uh, end of September and into October, which is where you know I've I've sat down and look at the fixtures and with the amount of players that we've got out in the moment like to get September out the way and to get lads back through the door with being in touching distance of the of the top guns like the Bucklands and the Willans at the moment that they, they've started like a house on fire and I spoke to um, both um, the managers down at the Buckland and they've said that they have they've been uh, they've been gunning for it this season so you know they're the they're the pace setters at the minute and everyone else is, is playing catch-up already so that's just the way it is this season well October is going to be an interesting month for you isn't it because not only have you got um, uh, you've got Bridport, who of course they're going, um, they're going well this season. But you've also got your bogey team. Let's come around very quickly. Shepton Mallet away. Yes, um, we've, I've already had the pleasure of Shepton Mallet at home a, a couple of weeks ago, and and everyone was warning me again. Something that you you can't you can't really expect is to go 1-0 up in the 80th minute and then concede two late goals in the 88th and the 90th minute. I mean, it's it's something that I've spoke to the lads about and it needs to be eradicated now to stop dropping the, the points. We're own worst enemies at time and it's been individual errors, individual mistakes that have cost us. No team has really played us off the park or or cut us open through defence or anything like that. It seems to be just a little la- lack of concentration in the last couple of minutes, but it's one of those things where when lads are coming in they haven't played together that much then that, that can creep in with lack of communication or just not being used to playing with each other like last season we had the same 11 the same 15 every single week and lads got used to playing with each other and that, that team spirit almost takes you through so it's something that we need to need to put together get the lads back through the door but hopefully we can get a little bit of revenge away at Shepton Mallet um, they've done the double over us last year that, that, that Derv hates talking about and hopefully it won't happen the same as uh, the same this season and, and we can get right back at it and uh, get some revenge for sure. Finally in the Premier Division, Shepton Mallet were at home to Hengrove Athletic. Yeah, and Shepton Mallet's pretty good form continues. Uh, a Joe Morgan goal uh, handing them a 1-0 win over Hengrove. Now moving into the First Division, only two games here, um, but uh, Bishop Sutton, they entertained Portishead Town. Yeah, only two games, but plenty going on. And, uh, Bishop Sutton moved up to six uh, thanks to a 2-1 win at home uh, to Portishead Town, and it was goals from Sam Downs and Corey Rawlings before half-time to them. Now we've got quite we've got something of a, of a momentous um, event to report to the listeners of the podcast for the first time in living memory for the first time in the history of the Western League. Bristol telephones have lost, and it was Chard who hung up. First half and the second half to put them put them miles ahead, uh, and Bristol telephones didn't manage to to quite grab the goals that they needed. Leon Britton did give them a little bit of hope in the second half with a header, uh, but it didn't prove to be enough, and, and Chard grabbed uh, the historic win, as you put it. Yeah. So that concludes our roundup of the fixtures uh, over the weekend. Uh, now looking ahead to the week 
commencing the 11th of September. There is no uh, football. There's no Monday night football, but a, a pretty full programme on Tuesday the 12th, starting in the Premier Division, Tom. Yeah, indeed. Um, quite a lot of matches in, in the midweek, which is good to see. Uh, we've got Brislington taking on Melksham Town, uh, Cripps versus Bitten, Halland versus Longwell Green Sports, obviously hoping to, to build on their goal. They scored on the weekend. Uh, Odd Down versus Shepton Mallet and Street uh, doing well on the weekend. They take on Wells City. In the first division, it's Almondsbury against Bishop Sutton, Chippen Park against Corsham Town, Devizes against Radstock, Portishead Town play Warminster Town, and Wincanton entertain Westbury United. All of those games a 7.30 kickoff. Uh, now, moving on to Wednesday, the 13th of September, we have three games, Tom, in the Premier Division. We do. Uh, we've got Cleveland Town hosting Bridgewater Town. We've got Hengrove Athletic taking on Chipping Sobbury Town. And we've got Wellington travelling to take on uh, Willem Rovers. There's also a couple of games in the first division on Wednesday night. We've got Chard versus Welton, Sherbourne versus Cheddar, and then also one uh, Gloucester FA Trophy, uh, Challenge Trophy fixture, where Roman Glass and George, uh, they host Thornbury Town. And all of those matches on Wednesday are uh, 7.30 kick-off. Right now, moving into Saturday the 16th of September, we have a massive FA Cup match featuring two of our member sides. Yeah, the, the final two uh, Western League sides left in the, the competition this year. Uh, Bridport, they host Cadbury Heath and uh, really hope that there's a really big crowd there uh, for those two sides obviously deserve it. And one of them uh, will, be, will be through to the, the third qualifying round on Saturday afternoon. What about the Premier Division, Tom? Yeah, uh, full set of fixtures, obviously. Uh, we've got Bitten versus Street, uh, Bridgewater Town against Hengrove Athletic. We've got the leaders, Buckland Athletic, hosting Cleveland Town. Cribs, pre-scoring Cribs, travel to take on Chipping Sudbury Town. Uh, Longwell Green Sports host Shepton Mallet. We've got Melksham versus Willand, Oddown versus Hallam. Uh, Wellington, uh, hoping to build on their home win. Uh, they take on Brislington, and then Well City take on Bradford Town. And what about the First Division? Uh, yeah, finally in the first division, uh, a few fixtures. We've got Bristol Telephones hosting Devizes, uh, Bishop Lydia travelling to take on Carlton Town, Chard Town hosting Westbury, uh, we've got Cheddar versus Corsham, Chiffenden Park versus Porter's Head, Oldham Labertonians host Bishop Sutton, we've got Radstock Town versus Ravenglass and George, uh, Sherbourne Town versus Ashton Backcourt United, uh, we've got Almondsbury travelling to take on Warmest Town, and finally Wincanton Town uh, hosting Malmesbury Victoria. Now, before we have a, a peer down the league table, uh, Tom, are there any uh, any matches coming up this week that particularly take your eye? I mean, I want to see how, how Cribs get on. Uh, two <laughs> two, two nine-goal uh, performances from them. Can, can Chipping Sodbury on Saturday uh, stop, the, stop the free-flowing front line there? That would be interesting to see. And I think really um, that sort of that FA Cup game um, mm. is, is really is captured yeah. our imagination, isn't it? I suppose in some respects you could say it's the Western League's FA Cup final. Well, um, but yeah. um, whichever club is triumphant out of that match will be uh, will be cheering on. All of us will be to see how far um, how far they can get. As we have a quick look at the uh, at the Premier Division table, Tom, certainly the top. There's a few teams there where the names have a familiar feel. Indeed, yeah, obviously we, we know about Buckland, uh, their top, uh, having played eight, uh, quite a lot of fixtures, uh, and they've got 20 points. Uh, Willand uh, in second, seven, seven games played, 16 points, and we've got 
Cripps obviously doing really well at the moment. They played seven, they've got 15 points, and also on 15 points we've got Melksham in fourth. Uh, they played nine matches, and um, Bradford, like Cribs, have just played the seven. And looking at the at the top of the first division, um, Westbury United they're sitting pretty, but uh, Bristol Telephones after that uh, after that historic loss um, now sitting in second. Tom. Yeah, indeed, quite interesting. Obviously, they've made their six-game winning start, and it felt like they probably have quite a lead at this point. But uh, Westbury. Uh, the only unbeaten team left now. Uh, played nine, uh, won five, drawn four. They're on 19 points. Uh, Bristol Telephones played seven. They're just a point behind. And then uh, down in third, uh, a further point back. We've got Oldland Abertonians on 17 from their nine fixtures. Yeah, and Chippenham Park there. They'd had a few. If they could convert a few more of those um, draws into wins, um, then they'd be. Uh, uh, they'd be sitting a little bit prettier, I'm sure, because, of course, they're one of those sides. We, we, we discussed their uh, incredible form, didn't we, at the beginning of this calendar year. And um, mm. I mean, they've only lost once this season, but um, two yeah, draws and not enough goals. Indeed, the goals are hard to come by. Only 14 goals in their uh, fixtures. Um, they've scored, scored eight, obviously doing quite well, uh, only conceded six, but in nine matches they're probably looking for a better, better return than that uh, for, the, for the next few months. Tom, thank you very much as always um, for your time uh, this uh, uh, today. And um, obviously the bulletin is now up. That's accessible through the website, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, one, along one of the tabs on uh, the top um, on the tool station uh, homepage. And of course, you've penned your column for the non-league paper, and I'll take it that's out in all good retailers. Yes, indeed. Yeah, the first division roundup. So that's, that's out now. Yeah. Excellent. Tom, thank you very much indeed, and I look forward to catching up with you uh, next week. Yeah, we can look back on some good football, hopefully. Cheers.